The Hunters Point Shipyard is a different world from San Francisco's North Beach neighborhood. But it's here that most days you will find the famous poet and publisher, Lawrence Ferlinghetti, in his studio, painting. I really prefer painting. I don't exactly know why. Well, for me, it's less work. He has had a studio here at the shipyard for 26 years, almost as long as there have been artists at Hunters Point. Well, the San Francisco light is much different from the Paris light, which is kind of a pearly light. But in, in San Francisco at this time of year, sometimes it, it seems like the light has sharp shadows all day long as if it were early morning all day long. Ferlinghetti has always painted. He first took up a brush in 1948 while living in Paris on the GI Bill. At the age of 87, he's still at it. I'm from New York, and I was of the generation of the New York abstract expressionists, uh, Klein and de Kooning and Motherwell. In the 50s, I was trying to paint like them, but uh, that wasn't my talent. Picasso knew where his talent lay. It was in figurative in his drawing. I mean, you can see a Picasso line, you know immediately that it's his. And he never wasted his talent on on non-objective painting. He knew where his talent was. As far as drawing goes, you can never get good enough. No matter for how long you do it. In his painting, as in his poetry, Ferlinghetti is a tireless provocateur. Is that blatant enough? <laughs> in poetry, as in painting, I'm often condemned for too much clarity. But in poetry, if you can write a, a totally opaque poem and gets published in the New Yorker magazine, everyone thinks you're very profound. No one can understand it, so it must be profound. Well, it's a little bit the same in painting. People say, well, it's, it's too clear what it is. I should obfuscate it more, and then I would be more avant-garde. <laughs> yeah. Lawrence is working towards a new show at the George Krevsky Gallery. It will be his fifth and is called Wordplay. All the work will include text. Uh, I think one of these is going to be in the show. This is a fictional heroine of the French surrealist, Rose C'est la Vie. Yeah, each one is different. I had a brother who was assistant warden at Sing Sing Prison in New York for many years, and when he died, I found a photograph of the man in the electric chair among his papers. And this was probably in the 1930s. And so I photo silk screened the, the photo and then painted on it. This is a painting that I did in collaboration with Momo. Momo was a North Beach artist, uh, street artist, uh, graffiti artist. We did, we'd done two collaborative paintings, one that's going to be in the George Krevsky show. And what we did was he stood on one side and I stood on the other, and we didn't look at what the other was doing. This is the most famous poem by 
William Blake, tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forest of the night, what immortal hand or eye did frame thy fearful symmetry? I don't know why, I want to put that out front, George. Let's change it with the other bathtub painting, please. Even George Krevsky, who has represented Lawrence for a long time, can't control him. And we carry it right in there where someone can don't see hit, it. But don't make it crooked, Lawrence. Instead of hiding it in the back room. The show at the George Krevsky Gallery in San Francisco is not your usual art opening. It's as if they bust over the entire clientele of Cafe Trieste from North Beach. But Lawrence is among friends. I flux, you flux, he fluxes, she fluxes, we flux, they flux. Have you fluxed with anyone today? Would you like to flux with me tonight? Momo, the outsider artist, arrives with a pocket full of personalized matchbooks to hand out. This is from Virgil's Aeneid, yeah. the, the quote. The tears of the world but uh, came down through history, actually meaning the pity that is. But anyway, let me give you a free gift. Everyone gets a free gift. It was fun. I went up to Lawrence and said, how about if I buy a canvas and you and I go fool around on it? And Lawrence immediately said, great idea. Why don't you come to my studio? Can we get a shot by the painting here? And we worked on each one about six hours. And of course, it was uh, uh, the whole six hours was a history lesson for me because Lawrence has basically met everyone I'm interested in for the last 50 years, so it was really, really fun for me. I bought this man's book in 1965 when I was 15 years old. Don't hold it against Ruined me. Ruined my life because I should be a rich insurance salesman in Connecticut. It's all my fault. Instead, I'm a poor artist. It's his fault, Dylan, and a couple of other people. Oh, boy. Well, he is extraordinary in both because he's, he's been a committed artist and a committed poet all of his life. Whether the political climate has changed or has not, he has remained faithful to his principles. He's a tremendous fund of energy, and the evidence is on the wall. It's true. I mean, here's a man. Uh, who could sit back and just go around the country accepting awards, and he's creating all the time. I'll tell you how we met. Lawrence was doing a reading, and I said, Mr. Ferlinghetti, I've met two great poets in my lifetime. One is Robert Frost, and you're the other. And he said, but you should see my paintings. And I thought, oh boy. <laughs> uh, I, I thought, Another, well, another poet who thinks he can paint. I thought another poet who thinks he could paint. So I was at Hunter's Point and I walked in and I was honestly blown away. It was like walking into a cathedral. He was there, it was very, very quiet, and he was painting. You might have been knocked out, but it took you about 10 years to offer me a show. Well, it did. It took, you know, I'm a it was a slow <laughs> tech. <tech. laughs>